Mac all the ladies and never grow up. That's the lesson Greg Robbins took from the movie. Here we are, good bad friends, to review good bad movies. I'm Alex. I will be your helmsman. I wish I could say the ship's captain, but we all know how this is going to go. And uh, with me are my two favorite able-bodied seamen, Chris and Greg. So, gentlemen, let's kick it off. Never mind. We're we're, we're just rowing, dude. Keep you alive to row the ship. Row well and live. That's right. That's right. So... (laughs) <laughs> Hook, was, which was directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, came out in December of 1991, uh, did a box office of about $300 million against a budget of $70 million, so largely was a success. Hook features around the acting talents of Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman, with Robin Williams uh, playing an adult Peter Pan. The movie is based off of the question, what, happened, what would happen if Peter Pan grew up? Um, so the film takes us through the beginning um, where Peter Pan is now Peter Banning a uh, essentially, I don't know if there's a better way to put this an absentee, pretty terrible father. Really, uh, really awful father. Really I awful mean, father. Not, not as bad as my father, but awful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, whoa, like, well, it's still a kid's movie, man. <laughs> yeah. no, save, save the trauma, Alex. For, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like if we do Kramer versus Kramer, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Look, if you thought we weren't going there tonight with this movie, you, you oh, no, the wrong we are. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, I, I gotta change If you think this podcast around. has a happy ending, you <laughs> came to the wrong place. Uh, Craig, like, what are we reviewing? Hook, what's going on? Yeah, um, I'll get the tissues. He's a pretty terrible uh father, but a pretty great corporate lawyer, it seems. Um, a captain of industry, a pirate, as is later said, uh, and goes through the series of events where uh, him and his London, um, to meet with Wendy, his adopted mother. Um, and then Captain Hook comes back, steals his children. Peter has to go to Neverland to save them, rediscovers his youth, so to speak, um, and his, uh, his uh, life as Peter Pan, um, and then goes back, saves his children, and uh, comes back and realizes that there is more to life than uh, corporate takeovers. So, Alex, beyond that, what, what, top, what topic did you want to touch on first? Yeah, so I think uh, the best way to do this is to start off with our personal connection. So I figured that way we get the tears out now and we can <laughs> get <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I haven't uh, talked to my therapist in a while, so brace no, yourself. No, this, this is great. Yeah, let's, go <laughs> fucking, I, let's go, let's let's go in order of least yeah. traumatic childhood. <laughs> Let's let's cry it out on a public forum, Alex. That that can only go well. It's exposure therapy. If like you're afraid of spiders, you know, you go eat a bunch of spiders. That's that's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's... wait. Hold on a second. (laughs) Who is eating spiders? I I feel like you go on fear factor or something. And that's how you get over your fear of spiders or uh, fucking. (laughs) You can't just hold them. You have to. I don't know. I I don't know what a licensed therapist is supposed oh, to say yeah i just mine's, know you're wrong mine's not licensed <laughs> mine is a kid just some guy 
<laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. Kiss okay. from Greg. Uh, if you're afraid of spiders, just eat, eat spiders. I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah, you'll get over it real fast, or you won't. Man. That's just more therapy. <laughs> or you'll die. <laughs> or you'll die. <laughs> that depends on the spider. Chris, poisonous like, one. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> They're probably pretty high in protein. Saying, like you know, a daddy long not... legs or something. Yeah. Like, fuck. Oh my we joke God. about it, but like, I'm the asshole now. now. Chris is giving up five <laughs> widows for fucking treatment here. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, you're uh, gonna, you're so the first time I saw this movie, <laughs> I, I did not see it in theaters. I saw it on VHS. We um, were three I, years old when it came out. <laughs> right. Um, so I didn't see this until I was about six or seven. Um, I saw it. I distinctly remember seeing it at my aunt and uncle's house. Um, again, I remember so vividly, like the VHS tape coming out, um, and just like that big, like thick cover, um, for those, like, <laughs> those big plastic, like VHS ones yeah, that you had yeah, to like yeah. snap open. Yeah. Remember, uh, had that I remember watch click when you close. Yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah. great. You uh, leave them out in the sun too long and they fucking explode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. good old days <laughs> right um and i remember just being like obviously like the larger lessons were lost on me when i first originally saw it mm. um but i remember just being so like taken like the whole live action peter pan aspect i remember it, even as a child it being very funny and I think that's one of the aspects that we can talk about later is like what makes this movie so great is, is that mm. it's, it's, it's aged very well from a comedy standpoint, but it also has comedy throughout like the eight, the ages, right? Obviously this, there's at many aspects of this movie that it's like a kid's movie. Remember as a kid just being like, this movie's hysterical, <laughs> like the food fight and all the different, like, yeah, even like, yeah, yeah. even like though the adult jokes were over me, I thought Captain Hook was like so funny so great. I thought him and Mr. Smee were fantastic together. And obviously Robin Williams is just, you know, a comedy powerhouse. So I remember thinking this movie was fun. I loved the sword fighting when I first saw it. Um, and I think this is one of those movies that I, I think I've seen a hundred times, you know, like since I first saw it in Chris, you've seen 90, all 90... movies at least 50 times. Like, it's, all right. It's... And so I said a hundred. He's just how really you know embracing... it's high on the scale. <laughs> it's high... really okay. embracing the theme of Peter Pan. Just never grow up. So Chris, is... never grow up. Sticking to same podcast 20 yeah, times over. I mean, same wait till we get to the lesson. Wait till we get to the lesson of this movie. I got some thoughts. <laughs> Chris, did you did you learn anything? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm never I based growing my up. fucking life on this movie. <laughs> I based my life. On it. Uh, make make money, never grow up. Wear sweatpants. <laughs> wear sweatpants. <laughs> Treat your kids like shit. It sounds good to me. Hot take by Chris. Peter Banning, great guy. <laughs> great guy. No no notes. No notes. <laughs> So that was my first time seeing the movie. Uh, really big fan. I've, I've watched this movie at least once a year, every year um, of my life. Um, so, yeah. Greg. All right, Greg, let's hear it. So I have not seen this movie in a long time. And nostalgia mm. is a hell of a drug, man. Mm, like, yeah, it, is. it was just really nice to like revisit Robin Williams and like, it, it was just really nice and special. Julia Roberts, like, I remember being a kid and, like, having such a fucking crush on her. Yeah. And man, rewatching yeah, it again yeah, this time, yeah. I did not realize she was in the movie for a collective total of, like, 10 minutes. Like, That's true, yeah. yeah. 
probably yeah. screen time fucking five scenes maybe um i'm pulling those numbers out of my ass but um first time i saw it i don't remember but i do remember it became like a staple of my childhood i remember my dad would quote captain hook all the fucking time and it was just yep. like the funniest thing in the world to me this was really like maybe unique is the wrong word for it but like growing up most kids movies were just like disney and like parents just had to suffer through pretty lights (laughs) and musicals and like i kind of remember this being like a movie that like my dad would be like okay sit down on the couch it's time for a nap we're throwing hook on like it's something he wanted to like watch so yeah that that was probably my initial experience again this is a a 30 some odd year old movie we're three years old when it came out um and yeah, it was just really God. like a lovely nostalgia trip to go back and like <laughs> Peter Pan's not so enough thought of in like ever. And yeah, it's it's just really great seeing Robin being Robin, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So, uh, Sobe, when, when was your uh... yeah? So, so Sobe, when, <laughs> when did this when did this destroy you? <laughs> <laughs> show show us on the doll. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously, like, you guys know the full story, and I'm not going to get into it now. But I remember as a kid, like, first of all, this movie was special. I mean, Peter Pan in general was special to me for um, a number of reasons. Like, it was the perfect intersection when I was younger of, like, uh, pirates. Like, everybody else was fascinated with cowboys. I was fascinated with pirates. I always said as a kid, my favorite, like, if I could choose a superpower, it would be to fly. And I, I still think so just because I fucking hate airplanes and it would make my life easier if I could just zip around like this. It's, it's but then, such a wrong answer if you were given a free superpower. But okay. I, uh, honestly, like I, Greg, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I'm trying to not. What? I don't want to bog the podcast down, but You're like, like uh, we have so we have so many. Greg and I have had at least twenty conversations just about this topic so you know what you're not ready alex you're not ready no, all right all right all right we'll telekinesis jesus fuck, telekinesis I, I, oh no it's no no telekinesis no. then you can also fly you can telekinesis yourself you around do, you know oh, what greg okay. greg greg he's not ready he's not fuck he's not ready he's defending you're not ready himself. for the knowledge I, guys, you're not I just, ready i just want a simple life i don't need to be able to control everything i just you're want to prepared. be able to fly away from you guys that's all i want well in that case super speed i don't i don't know what else I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So know. anyway, yeah, you know, and then the other thing I really loved about this movie is it like celebrated um, imagination, you know, like that was one of the things that I, you know, the scene, I mean, we can get into it later, but the scene where they're kind of food fighting and stuff like, I mean, the whole point of this movie is to kind of encourage people to not to remember that that kid that we all have inside of us. Right. And I think that even as a even as a child, that kind of resonated with me. And then and then the obvious factor of like seeing this father who actually came to terms with the wrong that he had done. And like right. pulling it full circle, which like at the time I was like, oh, this is like father and son relationship. I love this. And then I looked like watching the movie back. We can talk about this later, too. But watching the movie back, I realized that like he really kind of fucking ignores his daughter still like throughout the whole movie. <laughs> right. you know, like, right. like, so like we can come back to that. But yeah, that was obviously another connection that I had with it. So yeah, uh, Peter Pan, not great. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of still there's flawed. a lot of yeah, very flawed. <laughs> He learns, Very but he learns, but not perfect. So I yeah. mean, for the purposes of Steven Spielberg cinema, like the d- character development was rapid, where he was yeah. like ready yeah. to slap his wife because she threw his phone out the window. So like, <laughs> yeah. he fucking climbs up a drain pipe and it's just like everything's better now. It's like right. Jesus Christ, are you manic? Like God. <laughs> 
never, yeah. never. For, first Greg, Gregism of the pod, never slapped his wife. <laughs> oh, and but so, he had that crazy so look in his eyes, like I he have did. He did to take this call, uh, yeah. and she throws it out the window. Like she's like, he, he, he literally so. laughs at her. He literally laughs and is like, "What is wrong with you?" Which does, got them crazy eyes, though. <laughs> By the He's way, like, only the, I can fix this barn. I know he doesn't this, care. I'm just saying. We're looks... gonna have to place like editor notes after like each <laughs> conversation. Each time Greg says something, we're like, "That actually only half happened." <laughs> All right, so there we go. We have our uh, our connection to it. So I think uh, let's talk about our best and worst characters. So Chris, do you want to kick us off? Okay, I do want to give like a shout out to Bob Haskins as Smee because oh I, I think mm, I think yep. so. So my obvious answer is Captain Hook, and I think that's the only real answer you could give. I think there's other good characters, but so Hook doesn't Captain Hook doesn't come in played by Dustin Hoffman doesn't come in until about 40 minutes in the movie and he honestly is like a rocket ship like the second hook comes on screen to me like there's other scenes before that that i think have great significance like when when tinkerbell comes in to the is introduced or like the dialogue between peter and wendy and like that relationship like there's individual aspects that i think are noteworthy but the second hook comes on screen it changes the whole movie. Is this the so when he first makes his appearance? Is that when he's aboard the ship and then like they? Yeah. He d- so that's forty Peter minutes in. That's yeah. forty minutes in, and and Hook makes the movie for me. And I think it's not only is he the character with the best. It's lines, almost like he's the title. He's character. the most right. <laughs> <laughs> he's the new one. I I think he's he's you know I think it, what makes the whole movie. Um, but also Hoffman crushes absolutely yeah. every little nuance his expressions what he does with his hands how he plays the how he, how he plays with the hook like yeah. every aspect of hoffman's presence is scene stealing which yeah. is kind of insane when you think of he's standing next to maybe the greatest scene stealer ever in robin williams right, right. like robin williams every movie set is a stage and he just sucks up the the attention just who he is he's a dynamo so for hoffman to do that in in you know next to ron williams makes it even greater i do want to give a shout out to smee though because smee makes like the way they play off of each other makes the 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 highlight scenes he's a great great supporting character the number one character for me is has to be hook with a the supporting actor is also bob haskins as smee yeah that's fair. absolutely man. Yeah, dude, Dustin Hoffman, fucking amazing. Like all of the great one-liners, all the great little mannerisms. Like him and Smee are fucking amazing. Every scene with them is Smee doing like his little warm-up bit with like "Hello, never <laughs> right," which then, it, which is a good so morning fast. Vietnam. He's fast yeah. asleep, and then like, what, what do you say? Um, a man so deep, he's unfathomable. unfathomable. Yeah. And no one laughed, and he was just no like, one, "Ah, shit." Oh, so good. Like, so good. I, I, I think it's hands down. Like Robin Williams was another fantastic role. It's iconic. It's really hard to watch him do a straight role. Like in the beginning, yes. when he's doing the the cell phone quick draw and like the bargain yeah. wolf of wall street elevators and like it's, it's so just awkward. he's a dork it's so he's cringy. a dork it's and cringy. it's like yeah, exactly. it serves the purpose to like build this horrible 
business tycoon, lawyer, whatever the hell he was. And then, like, it was really magical to see him become Robin Williams again. Because, I mean, he's becoming Peter Pan, but, like, that's Robin Williams being the genie that we know and love. Being, you know, the, oh, captain, my captain. Right. So that was really, Robin's, I would say Dustin Hoffman, then Robin Williams. Um, And you know what? I'm I'm changing my vote, dude. I'm going um, Bob Haskins because holy shit he made the scenes like if it was just hook it wouldn't work it was the repartee between the two of them it was the little like him stealing all the shit and then running off the ship (laughs) pointing (laughs) the gun at tinkerbell who is right in front of of hook and then he he spins it around like this is my little fun trivia and then i'm gonna pass it off but fucking dustin hoffman and, and haskins were doing an interview and during, they were talking about like how they were working on their characters. <laughs> yeah, they. I know where it, you're going with this. It hit. The, it was. I think it was a Playboy interview, and they said that yep. it hit them at of the course. same time. When I we reread it for the articles, of course, <laughs> for the articles. <laughs> and they said it hit Greg, them at the same time. Greg's, when they were... This is Greg's first porn map <laughs> I knew the magazine it came from, and I'm like, should I reference it, or are they going to make fun of me for this? <laughs> Because I made a personal goal of not doing it more than <laughs> five times. So I've already burned one. <laughs> Mark that oh one on the whiteboard. So yeah. Hoffman and Aiskins were being interviewed and they were talking about like building the characters. They're like, okay, they're very close. They live on a boat together. They're flamboyant and over the top. They're like, they're, <laughs> they're just gay. They're old queens. Yeah. And then they just like built the characters oh around them. God. And honestly, man, it changed the way I watched this movie. It I'm it. just like, this is so fucking funny. And I it's just like, they took that. this to Spielberg. And Spielberg was like, this is a kid's movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Once you learn that, and then you watch their performance, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, it's you like they've been married now. for 50 years. <laughs> but to that point, so they wanted to add scenes to like expand, expand upon that. Like, they were going to have like Smee giving Hook like foot rubs and stuff like that. And that's, <laughs> yeah, Spielberg, and, and that's what Spielberg was like, no, guys. <laughs> Which again, not to indict Spielberg in any way, but it's 1991. Can't yeah, be like, you know, like not. And it's a Disney movie in 1991. Right. What, what, no, it wasn't. Was it Disney? Yeah. It was uh, co-owned by Disney and uh, Paramount. Peter Pan is okay. a Disney product, Greg. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I, I don't fucking know how laws work or anything. I just thought <laughs> I, I saw the I saw the Paramount. I don't, I don't know how laws work? <laughs> I saw the Paramount oh, and the Tristar and like the opening uh, sequence. And I'm like, literally, Starship Troopers was the same as well. We're going yeah. from, from Tristar to Tristar. I'm like, are we just roasting this one film company? Is this like that'd be amazing? Is this how we like, stand with the Writers Guild? We just bully fucking studios (laughs) i mean i thought we did outstanding for starship troopers i think we i mean it wasn't a good good but we convinced ourselves it was was, (laughs) you convinced me it was good good by the end of it (laughs) so alex what was was very uh, susceptible (laughs) well alex who are your uh who's your favorite character so obviously hook is like like you said just an absolute powerhouse and all the best scenes in the movie are hook um i would i would actually uh, contradict Greg when he said that really like Hook was not the same without Smee because even the scene with Tinkerbell where uh, they were kind of negotiating 
over oh, pans so kind good. of three days. Like even that is just absolutely stellar, you know? So. Like little subtle things on that right. note. One of the little subtle things where he's thinking, and this is all just like Hoffman, just like creating something out of nothing. Where yeah. like they're negotiating the days and Give Hoffman me my public. does. I need my public. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. But the, when he's thinking and he does that, like he like thumbs his nose while he's yeah. thinking. Like yeah. again, like just electric in every right. aspect of him. Just like keep the camera on me because everything I'm doing is is gonna be amazing. You know right. that was his facial the, expressions, his like everything was. The one perfect. thing I will say is that, and and so yes, and I'm gonna stick with him as my number one. But to play devil's advocate, I agree that this was not Robin's best movie. Um, or that he was the strongest actor. But I will say his character had a much bigger swing than, yes. than Hook. And then, like, the thing that really, for me, kind of, like, proved that point is even when he's still this, you know, lawyer, this shark in the beginning of the movie, he, is, he get, gets up to give that speech at Wendy's kind of celebration. And... Um, you know, he kind of, he gets choked up when he's talking about being an orphan and everything like that. Granny Wendy brought me in from the cold. She taught me to read and write. She even found people to be my parents and adopt me. She's loved so many children, just so effortlessly. That kind of emotional swing, you don't see in any of the other characters in the movie right. with maybe maybe the exception of Tinkerbell, but she just Julie Roberts doesn't pull it oh. off as well as Robin does. And and then the other thing that I would that I would say on that too, just like to credit Robin where credit is due, is that there are so many things that as a kid I never would have qu- caught, like quotes. Um and they're like really subtle quips. And yep. if you're if you're listening really closely, like most of the good ones come from Robin and sometimes even even Dustin delivers a few that just fall short or don't really get noticed or aren't that great you know but like every single one of Robin's is just like spot on you know like he really he fills in those quiet moments as he does in anything that he does he fills in those quiet moments so well you know I I I think it's a great (laughs) point the the this is maybe and I don't even necessarily think this just counts for only hook but for a lot of Robin's other roles too, right. this is one of like the earliest points where Robin has to be really nuanced throughout the entire film. Like the yeah. first part of the film, he's powerful, right? But he's a dork. Yeah. Like he's afraid of flying. He's kind of wimpy and like he does the stand-up routine at like opening the – he does like that, like makes a few jokes to open yeah. up the, the – and he's – it's bad stand-up, which is yeah. which if you think is like coming coming being delivered by one of the greatest stand-ups in comedy history is kind of amazing. Where it's yeah. like, all right, Robin, you have to give stand-up at, in this scene. You're going to basically doing like jokes, but you got to be bad at them. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what? I don't think you know. I don't who know you, that. But like that lab rat joke got me. <laughs> right, but like Robin, I, I do think I think this is a great honorable mention because robin does have to do most of the emotional notes throughout the movie yeah. at the same time he's still going to be robin williams yeah be funny i don't believe in fairies and like all those <laughs> yeah. different other scenes 
where he's gotta be like 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 one of the things that is like robin williams to a t right where he's just like he's not really doing anything but he's still being amazing if you insist on seeing hook and desire to be alive when you do so do exactly what i say peter your left arm is dead and hangs lifeless at your side lean on the crutch left foot turn in tilt your head and glare with your good eye now crack your mouth and drool now growl growl are you not bad you not there all right and literally every step he's transforming yeah. right where she's like slouch your shoulder turn your leg <laughs> in you know like drool yeah. and like and you literally just every drool. step like- Robin Williams is just like transforming like that's yeah. subtle physical comedy that like four people can do like yeah, Jim Carrey yeah. could do it Robin Williams but like Robin Williams has to do that and he also has to give like a compelling like kind of be the bad guy in the beginning yeah. of the movie where you're like hey I really don't like this person so he has right. to do so much throughout and then he has to do the scene where like discovering his happy thought and like the moment he became a father like right. he's got to do so many different emotional notes throughout the movie. I'm I I still would go with Dustin, but I'm glad you brought him up as an honorable mention. Yeah, it's 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 definitely. I mean, like, and again, filling in those like little one liners where you know, like Tinkerbell is like throwing him around. He's like, "Are you related to Mighty Mouse?" You know, like, <laughs> right. You know? right? Firefly like, from hell. Yeah, Firefly from <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. So. Uh, so we we kind of brushed all of. A, I don't think all of us gave an answer for this, but. Uh, who's the worst character in the movie? Worst main character? I don't know, man. I love, like, Toodles, but, like, he's just kind of, like... Yeah. Like, his whole role the was a punchline about, like, losing his marbles. And, like, that was, <laughs> that's what he was cast for. He was a two-hour punchline, and it was like, he really did lose his marbles! And then he flies away at the end. Like, yeah. I, I have an answer, and I'm, I'm curious what you guys think on this take. And this okay. is a larger criticism of the movie as a whole, um is i my least favorite character is the tinker tinkerbell character and she wasn't when i first like the first like 50 times i watched this movie <laughs> right growing up tinkerbell was one of my favorites because like tinkerbell is kind of like the the actual and she was like this in like the animated uh movie as well where like tinkerbell is the real power behind peter where like she's you, you basically like a tiny version of like superman who right. just follows Peter around, does Peter's Peter's bidding wherever, and can make anyone Peter wants fly. Yeah. Well, she's the so Green like, Lantern. She's like yeah. the, the ring of power. <laughs> sure. She gives right. Peter she Pan the power. all of his power. But and Peter, Peter gets Pan's all the glory. just the face. He's just you know. <laughs> but but what I what I don't like, and and one of the things that learning you know researching the film that I found is is that Carrie Fisher was brought in as a screenplay doctor, which at which later <sighs> yes. in her life we we learned that like. Carrie Fisher Carrie? was like the un like the kind of like the underground like screenplay doctor where yeah. like she would be brought into so many different projects and it wouldn't be necessarily publicized. She would just get paid and move on. She was a fixer. Um, it was awesome. She was a fixer essentially. I mean, what was she doing? Like my, which is like so my badass. dream job. My fucking dream job to be consultant. Right. We need to get called to be like, how would you fix this movie? <laughs> Tell. <laughs> But yeah, so Carrie Fisher was wife. brought in. Spis- <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus, Greg. Yeah, Greg maybe was not consulted. Maybe they, maybe they should not consulted. <laughs> Carrie Fisher was brought in 
and <laughs> largely the we don't know how much she um, touched with the screenplay because she was very you know infamously quiet about that stuff. Which again, kudos to her because um, I would tell everyone. <laughs> um, but she, one of the 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 um, assistant director said that she did a lot of work on the Tinkerbell character and the Tinkerbell lines, which I think is a great thing, but also ended up being a negative thing for me rewatching this film where like, I kind of feel like the Tinkerbell character was kind of overlooked and had a lot of unresolved plot points where like the whole story is kind of about Peter reclaiming or reacquainting himself with like what it means to be, like happy and why he does everything is because he's a father, but he's not really being a father. He's being, you know, self-centered in, in all these other aspects, but throughout like the, the, the like through line throughout the movie is his relationship with Tinkerbell, mm. which largely just results in Tinkerbell being shut down yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the end, her love to him and professing her love. And it's just and immediately shut down. Yeah, and then yeah. like they create this beautiful Tinkerbell plot line. And then largely it just is like, it goes nowhere. It's just completely unrequited. And she has this beautiful line, which Carrie Fisher did oh, write I... at the end where she's like, where she says goodbye. And she goes, you know, that place between sleep and awake, that place where you still remember dreaming. That's where I'll always love you, Peter Pan. That's where I'll be waiting. Like, what an amazing line. That was my my nugget. That was my quote. (laughs) But but I feel like the Tinkerbell character, that's why I kind of like, when I rewatched the movie this most recent time, my like, writing down my immediate thoughts the Tinkerbell character being unresolved and me feeling really unsatisfied with how her character played out was kind of at the top of the list. So that's that would be my point as like what a character point that I didn't feel like the movie dealt with really well. Oh man. I, I kind of love that though. <laughs> like I loved how they, how, like Julia Roberts is gorgeous. <laughs> Greg's like, love is pain. I love it. <laughs> lo- 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 I love, no, no, make it, no, hurt. no, make it hurt. Well, no, because no, no. Peter Pan's a fuck boy. Like he's, 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 he's he really is. Yeah. Honestly, Greg, that's Tinker, a great point by Greg. Tinkerbell yeah. is in love with Peter, yeah. and he's just this oblivious little fuck boy, and yeah. flying into girls' windows and like seducing them. The cartoon, anyway. Tinkerbell hates Wendy because Tinkerbell loves. Peter Pan. Right, it's right. a little love triangle, and Peter Pan's just like, huh, oh, a kiss is a thimble, neat. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, then he falls in love with Moira. And, like, it's the scenes with Tinkerbell are tragic because she's watching this and, like, her heart's breaking. Right. And there's that one scene where she gets to, like, kiss him, and he's just like, oh, shit, thanks for reminding me of my wife. And then Tinkerbell's <laughs> like, right. <laughs> okay go (laughs) save your fucking family and by the way tinkerbell is absent during the like final fight scene like she is not helping (laughs) out she's just like i i I don't care if they die she's like i hope they all die and then there's that closing scene with that carrie fisher line and i'm just like it's it's a beautiful tragic love story unrequited love story so like it's tragic that it's left open-ended like that but just like I, it, 
I feel it. It, it resonates. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree we're, with you, we're... Greg. Like this, that's uh, that. Like I, I have the same feeling because you know I never read the the actual writing, like in the movie in the cartoon that you know we grew up on. Like that was unrequited love for sure. So I actually didn't mind. I thought that they played on it that's just fair. enough to not overwhelm it. You know. Um, but I guess I was more just like, <laughs> this is sad. Get it it's away. Like, it's, it's Julia Roberts. Like you had, come on, man. This is I also think, so indicative of like my childhood, where I was like, no, <laughs> only happiness. And Alex is like, honestly, this was like not even a blip on my radar, man. Unrequited love, the story of life, Chris. Bad, bad <laughs> yeah. fatherhood, unrequited love. Honestly, it's, yeah. I also base my life on this. <laughs> yeah. No, the for me, I think like the the one bad character actor honestly i don't know man wendy wendy didn't do it for me maggie like, smith i think what threw it off and we can talk about this later and maybe that's where we're gonna talk about this right now <laughs> okay yeah, I, all right I, well, I, let's segue into best worst scenes then no she I'm, is a goddamn national treasure no i know i know don't get me wrong i love her as an actress but the one scene that i just could not get over and this is going to be my worst scene is where she's like fondling peter's vest yep. while she's talking about how she wanted him like she makes some comment about how she was half expecting him to interrupt her wedding. When I was young, no other girl held your favor the way I did. I half expected you to alight on the church and forbid my vows on my wedding day. I wore a pink satin sash. But you didn't come. Grandma, you know what I yeah. mean, and and like and as she's saying that, she's like, boy. she's he's fondling his fuck boy, man. She's fondling his vest, and I'm just like, so, I was just so uncomfortable, man. Like that whole that I just could have done without all of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they added a lot of things in in the movie related to like the Peter Pan like love story that I was always kind of like, wait where were they going with that? Like it was <laughs> yeah. like everyone just wants Peter all the time. Yeah. Like even yeah. though she's supposed to be, she's supposed to be in her nineties in the film yeah. and she's openly hitting on him. Yeah. Like yeah. openly, like at one yeah. point he's like Moira. Like, <laughs> I oh, need an adult. That was such good Robin Williams. <laughs> because she's like, literally... Oh God, the dementia's finally kicked in. <laughs> right. Cause she's openly just like one more last time. <laughs> and he's like, uh, my kids were just abducted. One Could you not? <laughs> Could you not? Fa- favorite scene. I oh, mean, fucking... I think without a doubt is, I mean, we probably all share this, but hook and Smee in, in hook's cabin. Um, yeah. The suicide I mean, scene. Yeah. One, suicide at, scene. at the one hour mark. My God, dude, just li- like literally the entire se- all like all five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is. Just quotable every from, from starting single, to Exactly what I was going to say. Every single line is quotable. Yeah. Every single, yeah. there's not like and a we do empty line in that. Lightning has just struck my brain. <laughs> yeah. I, we, I just had an apostrophe. <laughs> 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 and at the end of the scene, Hook steals Smee's idea. He's like, I just had a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant Smee. I just had the most brilliant idea or whatever he says. Like, yeah, we do that. It's, it's oh yeah. my god. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. 
perfect. It's literally like every aspect where he's like, oh, God, are you being dramatic again? (laughs) This is not a joke. I'm committing suicide. (laughs) The The gun fires and he's like, don't ever frighten me like that again, me. What are you, you, a sadist? I say, Greg, how many times have I I ever quoted that line? Are you a sadist? I mean, a hundred, a thousand? I'm going to love it. I didn't realize you were quoting that scene every fucking time you've done it but yeah it's <laughs> thousands of times it's documented yeah. in the chat somewhere but yeah, yeah. so yeah. amazing scene where where Dustin Hoffman like loses the will to live um I love the scene where Peter finally reveals himself to Hook and is like those are my kids okay. and he's trying to like negotiate because he thinks this is still like a it's reasonable a scenario mm. he climbs the rope and he tries to reach out but he's so afraid and his kids are just like come on you're not even trying and it's just heartbreaking and yeah. on that like dustin hoffman is just watching this he's like i don't like he's laughing because he's like this is funny and then he's like yeah. why why isn't he doing his thing he's supposed to do the, right. the, the heroic thing that my stepping on like favorite quote maybe not be the best quote in the movie but the quote i've absolutely quoted from this movie most of all is the kill them kill them all where yeah, he's just yeah. so despondent yeah. and he's just like he's just waving he's just like kill him he's such a great character hook because he's like got ptsd from the crocodile and watches and he's like ocd and he's just like all over the place and just bombastic and flamboyant and just he just wants to fight children he's like yeah he's he's lonely (laughs) he's just like i'm bored i'm gonna go kidnap my 30 my adversary from 30 years ago and like he's a karen he's a karen like yeah. he's so bored and lonely he's just turned himself to a karen where he's just yelling at children i want my and just looking and then like a, and looking to pick a fight he finds out that his like old high school nemesis is like moved on and he's like i'm going to kill my so what's left to live for like yeah it's just he's going back to to like confront his high school bully honestly yeah. mm. Even though I, that, he was that... also the bully in that, like he was going back to confront yeah. like the, the kid he cut that his he hand off. On. I mean, he That's cut his true. hand off. That's true. Chris, <laughs> Chris, are you moralizing Hook here? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, point. yes. Like... Honestly, yes. <laughs> Why the do you think Peter Pan is off, not Chris? the hero of this story, guys? You're right. He can he's... get into it at the end, but Peter Pan <laughs> is not the hero of this story. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a fuck boy who like wounds merchant marines and like yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> then, he, then he flees the state. He flees. He flees the country. Like right. My like my number two scene was the the introduction of Hook. Because first of all, yeah, you lead yeah. up. You're waiting and building, building, building. Finally, you meet. You even see the Hook beforehand and like Smee's oh. giving the intro. Good morning, Neverland. <laughs> Mars mateys, because here he is, the cunning kingfish, the bad barracuda, a man so deep, he's almost unfathomable, a man so quick, he's even fast asleep, thank you, now let's give him a very big hand, because he's only got one, I give you the steel-handed stingray, Captain James Howe! Like the whole thing, and he comes out, um, 
And like, it's such a great, like from beginning to end, I think it sets up the like hook character. It sets up like how far the Peter Pan character has fallen. And, but like every aspect of that scene, just like the sui- the suicide scene has great lines and comedy. Like yeah. all the way through, like even like, like Greg mentioned the, the stairs, but also when, when hook is uh, killing the um the gutless the boob the boob box character <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> stuffing him in the box with scorpions <laughs> but just before that when he's talking to that character who by the way was played by Glenn Coe uh, oh my fucking line I goddamn it Chris <laughs> <laughs> gotta get on these gotta get on these Greg you're gonna out now I was like oh I got him I got him shoots me out of my no. pants <laughs> yeah no I'm like, uh, <laughs> but Robin Williams in the background well Hook's like tell your captain. Yeah. In, in the background, Rob Williams moves the eye patch from one side of his glasses to the other so he can see it correctly. It's just like every aspect of that scene is just perfect. Yeah. So good. Where he's like, who is this imposter? And he's like, I'll show you the scar in the from the tiger lily. Instead. That's my and, 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 and it hooks like it hooks like, yeah, show me the trophy. I want, I want to see the I want to see the trophy. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Any so any other scenes besides those two? Any other honorable mentions from you guys? The ones where where Rufio was like, oh. you know, all adults are pirates and we kill. How pirates, have we you not know, talked like... about Rufio yet? Yeah, I know. Oh. I know. I know. We're man. getting there. We're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna there's, get there. There's just a lot like. We yeah, kill yeah. pirates. Yeah, all adults are pirates. <laughs> I'm not that kind of lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's such a, that's a great line where he's like, "All adults are pirates, and we kill pirates." And he goes, "I happen to be a lawyer." Kill I'm a lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that kind of lawyer. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. talking about seeing this as a kid, like Rufio was absolutely your favorite character. Yeah, he was yeah. like. Bart Simpson. He was the coolest skateboarding, sword right. fighting. Like right. the Mohawk is unbelievable. That Dante Basco is just like one of my phenomenal. favorite with him. Phenom- yeah. Phenomenal. And there's yeah. a story of how Dustin Hoffman is such like a method actor. He was really getting into his adversarial Captain Hook role, and he was like not bullying, but he was like being a little antagonizing. Dante, yeah, yeah. And like Dante, like watched a bunch of his old movies and like came to him with a bunch of questions and then Dustin Hoffman was like oh this kid's like legit and like kind of took him under his wing and like did a little mentorship and I'm like what a fucking cool story to like yeah one of your first roles to be with Robin Williams Julia Roberts Dustin Hoffman uh the the other honorable mentions I had for scenes just really quickly is the Tinkerbell Robin Williams interaction I loved because it's a great point of like it's a it's just a great seen from an acting standpoint with Robin Williams where his character is coming to terms with the fact that like he just lost his kids so he's obviously very emotional and despondent and he's still very very much so rooted in the real world or what he what he thinks is the real world and and he's face to face with a fairy and there's equal parts comedy but also like Robin Williams still playing that like dork who can't really grasp anything Okay, so you're talking um, you're I, talking about when they're when she visits him in right when she first yeah. meets when you when we first meet Tinkerbell. 
Got it. Um, where the, I don't believe in fairies. And then, mm. like, he immediately goes into... And she pretends like, to clap. choke and die. <laughs> right. Um, the food fight, I remember... It's not, like, anything, like, great, but I love the food fight with, like, the calling names and everything like that. And then... The like, setting that is whole beautiful. Scene. Like, the color... That was, like, that it, was it's... my... That was my favorite scene as a kid. That yeah. ab, that interaction was my favorite. <laughs> because, what the fuck you know, were they fourth, eating, by the way? It was, big, it was just bowls <laughs> of frosting. Yeah, bowls of different colored frosting. But I loved, I loved that line where, like, in that scene where Robin Williams is like, you have a fourth grade leading, reading level. I bet you don't even have a fourth grade reading level. Immortal suck navel. Well, maybe a fifth grade reading level. <laughs> Can I say, hot take? Uh, Rufio won that. Hard. Rufio His absolutely won. Five were <laughs> fire. And Robin, your pants just like, oh, uh, well, you're fucking short. And he's just coming out yeah, with yeah. Mung Dong, just like the craziest shit I've well, never heard of before. Here's the thing Robin Williams came on strong late. But, yeah, so yeah. Rufio essentially did all his best material in the beginning. So if we were scoring it <laughs> off the totality, Rufio wins by a landslide yeah but like mm. towards the end rufio's like all right i i gave like 17 great lines <laughs> i'm out he gets off like three and then he wins right rob williams <laughs> gets off three but he ends strong so that's all yeah. everybody remembers yeah. uh, he, he emptied the clip it was just the scene from Pulp honestly, Fiction where they come in guns blazing <laughs> yeah. and honestly, none of justice for rufio justice yeah, for rufio justice for rufio justice, justice for tinkerbell <laughs> justice for rufio oh, justice for God. tinkerbell this is, this is the defining lesson of the solo. This is taking a turn. Rufio I didn't expect this. <laughs> and no one was helping him. And like then Peter shows up and just has this dramatic windblown moment of no! yeah. And like anyone could have helped fight a grown ass swordsman. Like <laughs> anyone. He had a gun. Anyone. He had a gun the whole time. Like, where where was there were so many guns. Where was where was Tinkerbell? I was where, thinking, where was Tinkerbell? I think I think uh, well we did the quotes, right? Um, no. I have so many more quotes. Oh, you definitely did not do best quote. <laughs> all right, all right. Go I, I want to do a worst scene real quick. Okay, all go right. worst scene. Because this is a a a thirty five year old man, two thousand twenty three, going back and watching a movie from the early nineties when I was a child, and it's very dated in some aspects of like background monologues or talking and like referencing old scenes. Um, when everything's over, the big battle's done, Peter hands off his sword and then, like, flies away into the sunset, mm. you hear Robin Williams, and I forget what he says, but it's something so cringy. It's just like... Thank you for believing. Oh, God, why? Like, yep, thank honestly, you for believing. Honestly, a great, a great, wholesome, wholesome part. <laughs> I gotta say, I was thinking the same thing, Chris. I think you're alone on this one. Greg. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, this again, this goes back to like Greg being like consistent <laughs> on like this movie should be rated R. Like, <laughs> Greg's like, this movie was so stupid and where happy. are the goddamn God. yeah, yeah. like it's a kids movie, but with like you know good <laughs> acting. And, and, like I, I will just say that scene made me fucking cringe. Like. And it, <laughs> Lasted like five seconds, not even. How was like, that scene cut it, cut lower it. on the list than Wendy fingering his vest for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I was... liked that scene. I liked that. I am not surprised. Yeah. Least surprising thing of you the guys, entire podcast. You guys are Greg funny. liked the granny scene. <laughs> you guys, it's Maggie Smith. She was like 50 at the time. They had to age her up so bad. 
Greg's oh, got a thing for Professor McGonagall. Greg's got a thing for Professor McGonagall. Doubt Nabby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I'm learning so much about you through these podcasts, Greg. We really are. So is the world. So is the world. No, I loved that scene because it was she's 90 and still has her full faculties of memory. And she's being looked at like she's got dementia and is just like, give give grandma a kiss. And it was... (laughs) Yeah, and it's it really wasn't that. It really, it really wasn't trying. She's to hitting fuck on her Peter. grand, uh, Greg, like her yes, step grand, grandson. But she's hitting on her, her a adopted son. Oh, that's, that's right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. she, she, she adopted him, or she brought These him into the orphanage. These are supernatural circumstances we are talking about here. <laughs> this and is a woman who spent over the course of like thirty to years. her blood granddaughter. That, yeah, how fucked up is that? Peter shows up and is just like this w- grown woman who's had a crush on you her whole life, Listen, basically. And he's Peter like, Pan's definitely hey, the villain. Is, but is she that is your granddaughter? Good. I'm gonna give her a kiss, and she's like, "You fucking idiot! Don't give her a fucking thimble or a button." And he goes, "Nah." I'm really gonna kiss her. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna kiss her. Yeah, and you're thinking. watching. And I was like, consent in <laughs> yeah. all things. Maybe that don't was do that. Like that was also crazy. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. get to the whole Peter Pan aspect. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> I think we've I, we've made the yeah. case here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I just want to run through just because there were so many great lines in this movie. I just want to run through real quick a bunch that I had written down. Because again, how quotable this movie is. I think we covered on some of them, like the 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 scenes with the intro for Hook and everything like that. But I just want to run through them. Uh, fresh fish. We keep the eyes in so they can see you through the week. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember in the, I don't in, the in the market, oh, yeah. he's like fresh fish. We keep the eyes in so they can see you through the week. Yeah. And and again, like just that's a background line. Oh, you know, like this right. is fantastic. God. Uh, when when Hook first comes in, he goes, "See how the man the men favor you, sir. The puling spawn. How I despise them. Um, the um, in three days, so called Pam will return to commence the ar- the arbitrament." The arbitrament of the sword. Smee, translate. In three days, we're going to have a <laughs> war. <laughs> Man, it's just Smee all over the place. Like, now, now what just am being I? dramatic and Smee is like, oh, are you being dramatic? Oh, no, I can't. And like, the oh, not again is like under his breath. It's like, God damn it. Like, I gotta <laughs> defuse this fucking bomb. And then the, the last one, the, now what am I? You're a complex Freudian hallucination that has something to do with my mother, and I don't know why you have wings, but you have very nice legs, and you're a very nice tiny person. What am I saying? I never met my mother, and I didn't take drugs. In the, I missed the 60s. I was, I was in the county. I was in the Yes. <laughs> there were so many. I mean, there's so many. From, there's so from many. The other there's too, so like, many. But just if like less is more, there's no end uh, to me when Tinkerbell right. shows up. <laughs> <laughs> The baseball like the scene where where, where uh, somebody gets shot. He's stealing second. No, 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 no! Stop it! We're playing this game according to Master Jack's rules. Bad form. Sit down now. Let's resume the game. Very violent sport, isn't it? Baseball. Again, when you rewatch the movie, knowing how Dustin Hoffman created the character. It it plays back so well when you just think of Hook as just like an yeah. old gay man. He's like, 
glove, glove me. Give me the bubbly. <laughs> it's just, just it's fantastic. true. Let's see. Good, bad moments. What about catches? Yeah. Do we want to talk about catches that we catches had? and nitpicks? Catches yeah. And nitpicks? Yeah. Let's do catches and nitpicks. So Greg definitely did a lot of research. <laughs> I can t- uh, based off of all the things we've <laughs> stolen from him so far. I'm <laughs> so upset. And I, I so really let like Greg. When, yeah. when a friend of mine makes a good point that I shouldn't, I shouldn't scream and throw things, but I'm going to. Like, I'm going to say like, you I all... did the homework. I did the homework. Yeah. And you're not gonna... even. Greg's yeah. that student where like the teacher chooses not to collect the homework, and it's the one time he did the it, one so time like, he actually did uh, the one time. What about the homework? <laughs> They're like, shut the fuck up, Greg. <laughs> all right greg go what were your nitpicks and catches i got a lot of problems with like a big part of the plot here <laughs> where um robin williams kids are just kidnapped the cops show up and they're like sucks to suck Which, legitimately <laughs> also legitimately. the cop who showed up um who the fuck was it um Phil collins yes thank Phil you collins. Chris. oh my what? god what it was Phil yeah, Collins. Yeah, that's Phil Collins. What the uh, fuck? Inspector, which which I, I'm so glad Greg brought this up because this is one of my nitpicks as well. The worst detective I have ever seen represented in a movie in like, my life. He shows up and he's like, well, maybe it's a prank. And they're like, what? <laughs> which, he's like, well, you know. As this plays out. His name, like, her name's Wendy. <laughs> get, he's like, get, given the history of the family and the this is he's not wearing gloves while he's handling like a murder weapon, probably like at all, just at all. Like, he's, he's just, just like, just... hmm. It's it's that fucking John Mulaney bit where it's just like, hmm. That's a lot of blood. Clean that up. Gross. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Now on to my hunch. So oh my God. Inspector Good, Phil Collins, is like just does not care, and they're like, we'll call you in the morning, maybe if your kids are dead. Who cares? The night before, before they leave for the like charity fu- function or whatever, Maggie is telling her parents like the scary man at the window stole his baseball, and her parents could not care less. Right, right. Bad parents like crazy little idiot. You're yeah. okay. Yeah. We're gonna put this little latch on the window, and that'll keep the crazy window washer out, which <laughs> turned out to be pirates. Yeah. So that was preventable. And then what? Like, oh my god, when they all come back. Like, they just jump scare their mother. Like, they're just hiding. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't understand. And they're like, we don't want to wake her. Let's surprise her. What? What? How do you justify that? Because to this woman, her kids were just right brutally kidnapped (laughs) right and then they just show up back in bed we're like it was hide and seek mom and her husband (laughs) also shows up on the fucking balcony like what were you doing all night like everyone's going to jail after this i am locking robin williams up (laughs) so fast social services is this was an insurance (laughs) and they're like no i was in neverland and then toodles flies away so now toodles is a missing person like It's just like I understand they had to wrap it up. Steven Spielberg was like, "We're gonna keep it whimsical and like a happy ending. Everything's fine." But I'm over here like Law and Order, like fuming. No, like this. Yeah. I have questions. Yeah, yeah like yeah. where is the adult? Like, yeah, in, in what acceptable <laughs> world is it just okay for two children to go missing for at least three days and then just show up? <laughs> yeah. How about a Did you know? Because I know I, you, yeah. you guys, you guys have come up with. There's a few did you know, but it, yeah. it seems like you got some more. So let's 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 see what you got on you. So the one of the only ones that we haven't touched on, uh, just from a cameo standpoint, 
Uh, the only one who ha- we haven't mentioned is the pirate who's after uh, Peter Pan's shoes when he first arrives <laughs> in Neverland <laughs> is played by Jimmy Buffett. Um, oh shit! Oh, fucking a, yeah. Damn, there's there's a lot of cameos in this shit. Well, here's the here's the thing. This, this and I, Greg, Greg made a great point, movie. right? Yeah. Greg made a great point about this, where like cameos back in the day used to be like just like a like a thing that was meant as like an Easter egg. It wasn't right, meant to like right, slap right. you in the face like they do now. Right. Where, and I think a large part of them is just like, hey, Spielberg's doing a movie about Peter Pan. I want to be in it. You know, like, and that also speaks to like, A, how much people loved like the story, but also just like, like, imagine you're in like old Hollywood or older Hollywood and like the next set over is, you know, Spielberg and Hook. You're going to wander over and be like, hey, put a beard on me. I'm going to be the guy they throw. I'm going to like like, walking over being like, yeah, I'll be a pirate. The coach from Rocky, you know, the, the. Guy in the 80s who did all Mick? the Rocky movies where he's no the the other one who's like no pain he was Apollo's coach and then when Apollo oh, yeah, dies, yeah, yeah. he becomes the Rocky coach was he the boo so box he, he he's in the background of like that entire scene he's just oh my God. hanging in the back he's the one who does uh, the boo boo but like yeah yeah that's what I meant he was the guy yeah. the, like doing the boo yeah. to the boo box right oh, he's, wow. but he's just standing in the background like He's obviously a way bigger actor than just like hanging out there. <laughs> but like again, I think that's the power that like Greg spoke to this earlier. I think that's what cameos used to be, and honestly, I think that speaks to like the power of Spielberg. Um, just one thing I thought was interesting in terms of like the the creating of the film is uh, apparently Julia Roberts was a terror to work with, and uh, she had oh. just gone through like she had just bailed on her wedding. Um, so to escape paparazzi, she like ran away to Ireland and Spiel- mid shoot, and Spielberg was furious. What the um, fuck? And threatened to fire her if she didn't come back immediately. Um, and then one other thing is is that the film was initially in the eighties, uh, in the early eighties. Spielberg was uh, in talks to create a film around you know a live action Peter Pan, and then he was originally looking at it maybe as a musical, and at the time. In the early 80s, Michael Jackson was A, less weird, and B, <laughs> had just released Thriller and was literally like the, the biggest pop star, you know, music star in the world. And so there was talks that Spielberg was going to do a musical with Michael Jackson starring as Peter Pan. This was wow. apparently, according to Spielberg, was just like a conversation they had. When Hook came out, Michael was so upset. He was he literally refused to speak to Spielberg ever again, saying that he was promised the role. Spielberg's come out multiple times being like, I don't know where Michael ever got that idea. But (laughs) that was just like a random conversation we had. But they used to be friends. And then after that, uh, never spoke again because, uh, you know, (laughs) Michael Jackson's a crazy person. I I heard that one, too, that this movie almost had Michael Jackson. (laughs) <laughs> Peter Pan and my second favorite, David Bowie being Hook. Being I, that, honestly, oh, that would have been good. It Recast, wouldn't have been Dustin Hoffman. I make it happen. Yeah, make Dustin Hoffman, happen. you can do no wrong. Yeah. David Bowie, oh my god, like Labyrinth or fucking Ziggy. Labyrinth, Jesus, it would have been great. That. It oh. would have been great. All right, oh. first of all, all right, RIP yeah. uh, to, to Bowie. Lot but, of lot of why, lost why not Michael on huh? this one, man. <laughs> No, yeah. Michael, Michael, sorry, 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 sorry. But, <laughs> sorry. Um, 
So this is an unfun fact, but Smee, Bob Hoffman, died like a week after Robin Williams did. He died in the yeah. same month. Oh I shit. That. That's it's pretty it was a it was a rough time, guys. It was a rough time. That, Alex, <laughs> what's your did you know? I actually yeah, I had a I had an interesting one. I well I think. Um but in so you remember in the movie Peter Robin says uh to live would be an awfully big adventure, right? Mm-hmm. But the original quote in Peter Pan as written by J.M. Barry is to die will be an awfully big adventure. I love it. And I love it. Yeah, that's yep. Peter's line. And then J.M. Barry is the one that actually said to live would be an awfully big adventure. I love that line, to live would be an awfully big adventure, because it's right. the contrast of Peter fighting Hook, and he's like, you know, uh, to die death would be an only, to, to, Death is so the only adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hook says it first when he's suicidal. I, right, I think yes. in the movie, Hook says it first, where he's just like, I have nothing left. Like, my great adversary is just a fucking fat old yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, death is my only adventure left and then the next time i think it said is peter fighting hook in that final scene and they're like grappled and like swords crossed in the classic like right. dynamic and I, I i think peter says uh like to die would be an like a great adventure in like a very heroic way and he's like it's the only adventure you have left and yeah. then the conclusion is Peter being like, no, to live would be the adventure. I love that. As yeah. Doodles is flying away saying, Carpe diem! Like, <laughs> yeah. like, is that elder abuse? How do we explain that? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, how do we get him down? <laughs> oh, he was All right. gone. He's gone. Let's, uh, let's, take it, let's take it to the vote now. What do we think? Greg, do you want to, do you want to go first? Okay. Um, right. Let's hear it. What do you, what's your vote? Jesus Christ. Okay, so criteria for our rating system is is good, 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 bad, bad, good, bad, bad. And I like to throw a letter grade in on there just for like numerical sense. Not a number. Um, Not a number. I know. I said the wrong word. (laughs) I know. I said the fucking wrong word. (laughs) Um, Chronological? Chronological time. Alex, don't Um, you dare edit that out. You keep that in forever. Forever. All right, done. Numerical. Sorry. You get an F. <laughs> Fuck you. Everyone fails. No. So I think this is a good, bad movie. I think okay. it's a good movie. I think it's well told. I think it's got some flaws. Um, and I think a lot of the flaws are made up by the star power that they have. They have Dustin Hoffman. They have Julia Roberts. They have Robin Williams. It's they're they're fucking killing these scenes. And I feel like it's just throwing money at like if it was recast with David Bowie and let's say Michael Jackson or let's say like no name actors, this would be a very different film. And I don't think we would remember it, to be honest with you. Um, I think the star power really carried it, but I love the the overarching theme of growing up versus never growing up and like responsibility and. Oh, man, it. I'm going good, bad, and okay. it's a B plus A minus movie to me. There's okay. rewatchability out the wazoo. Um, once a year, probably, probably not as much as Chris would. But, <laughs> but like, say... I was really looking forward to this. You know, th- th- this was a really fun one for me because it's Robin Williams again, man. Like that guy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like visiting an old friend you haven't seen in a while. You know, actually, so I, I've been torn on this too because, like. Part of me knows that it's not the greatest, um, but 
I think I am gonna stay with good good. And the reason I'm I'm giving Ooh. is because yeah, the reason I'm giving this is because number one, I thought the score was was pretty good. And also just the fact that it is like definitely one of the most quotable movies of our lifetime, I think. Um and I do think that like I think that you have to take everything in the scope of like this is actually a kid's movie. Like it's yes. it's definitely I think what makes it good, good and not good, bad is the fact that all of these things that we brought up as pushing it towards the bad end of the spectrum is actually, it's just part of being a kid's movie, right? Like there are certain avenues that you're not going to go down explanations that you're not going to bother with, whatever it may be like things that you're not going to focus on for whatever reason, mostly time in this case, because again, this movie was already two hours long, two and a half hours long. So I think that all things considered, between the acting, the lines, the, the the theme of the movie, which is the fact that, you know, for, for adults, the theme is like, don't forget to nurture youth and innocence in your kids and don't forget to uh, practice it in your own lives as well. And for kids, it's really just have fun, right? Like that's, <laughs> but, but I think the fact that there's a really adult theme here and there's a really great score and there's a really great cast and like a, quotable from end to end i think just makes it a good good movie to build so. up you for a second alex like similar theme from starship troopers where like i watched this as a very different movie yes 10 15 20 years ago right period. same thing with starship troopers than i did last night when i watched it again right, like, right. it was just yeah. a fun like food fighting sword fighting movie and then it right. was just like i was watching this and i'm like am i the pirate now yeah, <laughs> yeah am i yeah. the pirate right right like it, it Honestly, was kind of a moment. I had the where... same moment. I had the same moment, dude. I, was I, like, I oh. am, and I'm proud of it. I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chris, I'm I Jack. Had... Again, I'm Jack took... wearing like the hat and the little mini <laughs> Captain Hook costume. I'm there, just like, yep, this is me. <laughs> Chris is... never co- recovered. <laughs> Chris is yeah. Peter Banning doing the fucking cell phone shootout draw yeah. thing in the elevator lobby. Like that's me. Yeah. That's my lesson I learned. Yeah, yeah. always. Do it every day. Always sell out. Always right. sell out. <laughs> All right, Chris. Let's hear your argument now. So I, I kind of, sh- I teetered between both of your points. Right when I initially thought we were gonna, when we were gonna do Hook. Hook is one of my favorite movies of all time, um, mm. and ha- has one of my favorite people of all time, Robin Williams, in it, uh, with my favorite director of all time, Steven Spielberg. And so when my immediate thought was this is slam dunk. Good, good. Right. Um, that was my initial sentiment. Um, researching the film and watching it again, you kind of notice the plot holes in some of the aspects that you think, you know, felt a little hollow. The fact that this movie was largely critically, um, shunned, even though it had all these powerhouses and it made over $300 million and you know, was a Spielberg movie and got nominated for, I think six different Oscars, despite being, you know, largely a a silly kids movie. Um, Spielberg very famously did not like the film initially. Um, He gave an interview back in uh, 2013 talking about how this was one of his least favorite films to revisit because he felt like he did okay in some parts of the movie, but largely fell flat. And and so I started to reevaluate, okay, is this just a good, bad movie? Is this a movie that you think 
is better than it is just because of nostalgia. Like Greg said, the right. nostalgia is a hell of a drug is that changing and warping like the outlook of the film, right. but rewatching it again um, as an adult, one of the things that I think is leaning me to, or pushing me towards good, good. And I, I did fall on good, good, just barely um, over good, bad is the reason is like, like you guys both said, this movie is insanely quotable and very rewatchable and, and nostalgic and all these other aspects. But what I think is an important aspect of what makes a movie good, good is how it's aging. Right. Mm. And I think this movie has lessons to impart every, every age group that you watch this, whether you're 10, 20, 30, 40, as you age, the lessons from the movie change with you. Yeah. Right. Because it's rewatchable for kids and it's rewatchable for adults. Um, And like, as you watch it throughout the different age groups, um, it has different nuances that you miss. And like, as we learn more about Spielberg and who he is, like Spielberg had a lot of issues with his father and his parents in general. Like if you guys have seen like Spielberg movies throughout the years, you notice a, he deals a lot with kids as like the avatars for the audience. Mm. And he deals a lot with parents, specifically parents um, going through divorce or having issues. And like he spoke, he spoke candidly later about how this film was, was therapeutic for him. And he used it to try and work through some of the issues that he had with his father. And that's where you kind of, it kind of brings into crystallization for me in terms of the, the Peter Pan character, it's really less about, you know, a silly, you know, live action version of Peter Pan. Right. And it's more about like, what does it mean to be an adult and be a father and to be accountable in the very, very beginning during the play in the background with the song they're singing, Peter Pan is saying like, when I grow up, I'm not, I'm never going to show up. And it's like, it's supposed to be a funny line. Like I'm going to be a kid forever. But like, that's, that's Spielberg talking about like, Hey, like as a dad, like this is what you wanted the, you know, for the Peter Pan character, this is what you supposedly wanted. This is what you left everyone behind for. And this is something that you're not showing up for. It's, it's, it's still all about you. And it's always been about you. And I think that was like seeing as getting older and you're seeing the lessons that like Spielberg and everybody through the, through the movie, even though, again, it's just a simple family movie, but the fact that it is so nuanced and layered coupled with the fact that, you know, there's just so many amazing performances and quoting. And I totally agree with Greg. This movie is very thin. If if you change any of the actors, this movie falls short. Yeah. But despite that, it does have those actors. Yeah, despite it that, does have, <laughs> it did have Robin Williams. So. It did have Robin Williams, and it did have Dustin Hoffman. Like I totally agree with you. But I think that enough. Though the the fact that this movie is so nuanced and there is so many so much to this movie, um, I, I ha- I'm I'm going with good good. Um, nice. in the end but i i do i i did struggle with this a lot this is one yeah. surprise it surprised me how close to good bad this movie actually was same. same i was surprised that i came to the good bad conclusion because i came into this with a good good mindset where i'm like this is just a hold up classic like everything's right. awesome 
So one thing as we're wrapping up, I do want to say that I think is a, a really key point of why we chose this and everything like that. And, and you guys both kind of touched on this during, th- throughout the podcast. It really is. It's such like a bittersweet thing whenever you get a chance to like revisit a Robin, like a, a Robin Williams point from your life. Yeah. Like there's so many, and I'm sure this won't be the last like Robin Williams movie that we'll do. Absolutely. But not. like, there's so many different like moments from like my childhood or, or my young adult life where like Robin Williams was like a integral figure from whether it was a movie or, or a stand-up performance where he did so many, whenever you see him on screen, it's just like, man, we were so lucky to have him. Yeah. And it really was, it was so good um, to be able to like revisit like his impact and everything like that and re-see like, and, and see again, his talent and everything. And, and one of the things I thought was um, touching is, is that like, I remember saying before in my, in my breakdown of the movie, Spielberg in 2013 really regretted the film. And then, but later, uh, I think an interview in, in 2019 or 2020, um, talking about Robin Williams, he said that he was, it, it changed how he looked at Hook because Hook was less of a movie and more of a time capsule of a time with his friend. Yeah. And, and, and I honestly think that is sort of like to echo that sentiment with, you know, all of us. This yeah. is that like, whenever you're able to revisit a Robin Williams movie, it's just like, <laughs> a time with an old friend Um, that I think that was an important part of why we all love this movie and wanted to revisit this movie. um, And, and you know, why we still love it. Okay. He's back. Punchy sag bottom puke pot. Puke pot, puke, puke pot. My life is over. All grown ups are pirates. We kill pirates.